he breathed into man and man's life started to flow through him what he breathed into man was himself when he breathed into man man became a living soul a nephesh he became a living soul he had the mind of God he had the communicative skills of God and flowing through him was the life of God welcome to the light of the world and this is Jerry G Martin today we're going to bring you a message by Pastor Ronald Eagleton who spoke to our men at a previous men's conference. And we want to prepare you for the upcoming men's gathering we are having Friday evening on May 5th. I want every man to listen to this message and then stay tuned because we're going to share with you how you can participate in our upcoming men's gathering. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. But I want to know from us, What do you have a passion for? Does the Spirit of God move you to please Him? Correction is not punishment. It's to turn us another direction. He says, I would weep. What was the last thing you manly men wept for? I'm getting tired of reading. I don't don't read them much. The statistics, I only use statistics when I'm trying to impress people now. Because they're all bad for us. It's all of our young men are where? And, and, And those that are not in prison, they're on their way. Those that are not only way and not in are just out. And it is, it's increasing that our children, more of our children are being born to fatherless homes. We keep having babies, but we just leave them there. I'm saying it may be true, but I told you that I was called out of eternity for this hour. You were called out of eternity for this hour. So the culture says, this is the condition we're in. And God says, all right, men, what you going to do about it? It was passion that made Jesus seem to detour. There was one woman who sounds like she was of ill repute. And we know that he was tired and we understand that Probably he was hungry because the rest of the disciples went to, went to get food. But he had a need. His passion drove him to where no other rabbi would go. It was passion that exploded in Stephen when he knew when he started that speech. Stephen knew when he started saying what he was going to say. Stephen knew when he got anointed that they were going to kill him. He knew it. He knew I better finish this speech because this is the last one I'm going to get. But passion would not let him stop. He was a deacon, but passion wouldn't let him serve the table today. Passion drove him to tell the truth. Can I tell you something? The greatest evangelist in the world, the reason why the Gentile world can hug Jesus today is because of an old crazy, out of his mind Jew named Saul. But there was an assignment for Stephen because holding the coat of men was someone who had never met him. Saul of Tarsus stood here. And passion said to Stephen, tell it, tell it, tell it. I can see him taking a deep breath and trying to quit. And and this is the crisis. And and here is a man standing there 
who has a passion, but it's not the same one. He understands passion. He cannot understand how this dead man kind of influenced this young man's soul until he refuses to be quiet. It was passion that when they started to throw the stones, he looked at his passion, pushed him beyond the earth, and he saw Jesus. Let me tell you, I just can't bother that just a little bit. I want you to understand that the Bible says that Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. But Stephen says something has stirred him. My passion has stirred Jesus. And the Bible says, Stephen says, I see him standing up. And when he did that, he knew it was over. His pastor said, sleep boy. Read your Bible. He didn't say he died. He said he fell asleep. Where is our passion? When people are dying and we're calling ourselves the men of God. Where is our passion? I cannot be satisfied. I cannot be content because I met a Christ who is everything. Because I met one who forgave my sins and covered them. Put his spirit in me and shows the love of the father to me. Now that having received that, that passion drives me to find men who don't know that yet. Well, they don't want to listen, but I didn't want to listen either. But they think I'm silly. Well, I thought y'all were silly too. Well, they're uneducated. They don't have enough. If they knew the world, they knew what was going on. They had a little more education. They wouldn't believe in that stuff. I didn't believe in it either until I found him whom my soul loves. Why did they do it? Because of that passion. That when Jesus finished preaching and teaching, or not finished, but paused in his preaching and teaching, and he recognized, even though he recognized, they won't hear me. They, they don't want to believe me. I can only be found by those who want me. As many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons. He's given them power only if they receive me, if only they believe me. Even though he knew they wouldn't, his passion made him stand and look over the city and just cry. What is Jesus doing crying? What is Jesus, the word spoken that changes everything? And he said, what is God doing crying over lost men because he had passion? He had a fire that wouldn't let him be still. It's not just that day of Pentecost that made the difference. See, it wasn't my baptism. It's that indwelling. I wake up in the morning sometimes and I open my eyes and I say, oh God, how wonderful it is that you saved me. Sometimes I lay my, myself before the altar and I say, how amazing it is that you sought me and delivered me. And that you would use, oh, I'm from Barrett Station. That you would entrust me with a word. Who am I? There are things you don't know about me. There are things, there are circumstances, even in my birth, that people are not aware of. I was not the choice one, but I was the chosen one. And you are. You wouldn't be here tonight. Your assignment tonight is to be here. You wouldn't be here if you weren't the chosen one. And you know I'm talking to you. Some of you have even responded, it's not fair. It shouldn't be required. This, it doesn't bother other people. Why does it bother? Because you are chosen for this hour. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Just cool it there. Cool it. Oh! Glory to God. 
And there is no greater security you can have than to know that you are called by him, that you are chosen by him. No matter what condition you, no matter what, what kind of mess you made. What, what, that song you started to sing, I got to clean up what I messed up. Starting my life all over. You know what I like about God? You can do it every day, every minute. You can start over. God lets you start over. Anytime you run to him, he's ready to do this every time. But somebody's got to know it more than us, y'all. Somebody's got to know it more than us. You know the story about the martyrs. I know you know the stories of how Nero lit his gardens with them, pitched them, and then lit them at night to light his gardens and the Roman roads. I know you know. I know you know the stories about Christians who were boiled in oil and those that were burned at the stake and those who were quartered between four horses and those that were crucified upside down and those whose heads were chopped off. I know you know the story. Those who were run away, had to run to flee, who watched their children die, their families murdered in front of them. Why did they do it? All they had to do was shut up. All they had to do was just be quiet. But they could not because of passion. They could not. And everywhere they went, we've got evidences of them in the catacombs. We've got evidences of them and myths and stories and rumors all around the world of the impact that they made because of the spirit indwelling in them. I will say that I doubt if we don't have the second passion, maybe we ne- the second fire, maybe it's because we never really had the... I'm closing. I'm going to my close. I mean, I'm going to close after a while. Pastor Jerry, I believe we're the agents for that change. I've been preaching a long time, but I've never felt the passion I feel now. I feel that I wasted many years trying to say it just right, trying to get it just right, trying to impress those that hurt me, trying to make a name, trying to get an impression. While men and women and boys and girls were being entertained by my skills and lost and never coming to know Jesus by the first name. I'm in an intimacy with Jesus. We're going to have to stand in the gap. He says, I sought for a man who would stand in the gap and make up the hedge. He's looking for men to stand in the gap. The gap means a space between two objects that you're trying to get together. I sought for a man who would Get out of where he was and get in the gap. I saw for a man who would make up the hedge. Wonderful, sounds like an invitation. And he said, I found none. I believe that God is calling me in not to be, oh, help me, Father. Not to be good churchmen. I think that's good. That's not what he's calling. Not to be good money counters, and I think we need those. I think there's a greater call. But is there a man who will spend time on his knees with his heads like like Elijah did when it wouldn't rain and it was time for the rain, when he wanted rain because his word was to bring the rain. This is interesting. It said, and he went to his place and he bowed down and put his head between his knees and he wouldn't get up until he saw a cloud. Or heard that there was a cloud. I'm asking. I know we got preachers. I mean, I know we got singers. I know we got pastors. But is there any man who will say, 
It's worth it, God, to stay all night on my face till I see a difference. Yeah, I'm assigned to be here tonight. Is there any men who will say, I'll turn my plate over? Uh-oh, I'm messing with your stuff. You see, sometimes God is telling us, is it, asking us, is it important enough to you? Is it? Are you that passionate about it that you say, I'm not going to eat until I see a difference? I'm, I'm going to fast on the television until I see a difference. I ain't going to another game until I see a difference. Do you understand? It is a call for God greater than did we show up, did we pay our money. But I want you to understand that God is calling for a man of the heart. You see, we have in our black culture, our spiritual connections, we have allowed the women to do that. My wife will not outpray me. My wife will not outpray me. The power is in us to do it. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you for listening to our broadcast today. You've heard a message by Pastor Ronald Eagleton of Mount Rose Church of God in Christ in Crosby, Texas. He spoke to men at one of our past men's conference. I wanted to bring you this message as we are preparing for a dynamic night with men called our Impact Men's Gathering that we're having right here at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. Uh, several pastors around the city have joined forces together so that we can come with men. And we're looking for boys, we're looking for men who will make a difference. And I want you to be a part of that conference. It's going to be Friday evening, May 5th, right here on our campus. In fact, we're starting early. And we're looking for veterans and truckers and athletes, businessmen, educators, professionals. We're looking for men who are looking for God and who are looking to make a difference. We're going to have a good time. We're starting in our parking lot, and as we did before, we're asking men who have a custom car or a fine car that they'd like to show out, bring it and display it in our parking lot. If you have a car club, you're welcome to bring your cars. If you have a motorcycle club, we welcome you. Drive your motorcycle and come out here with motorcycle and men. We're going to have some food. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fellowship. There's no cost for this event because we just want to be a blessing to you. And we're going to have a time of instructions and encouragement as well. So just come on out. We're going to open our gates by 4.30 that afternoon. And uh, then we're going to move inside at 7 o'clock. And we are going to be enriched and encouraged to make a difference in this culture and make a difference in this world. So come on out and join us. 16161 Old Dumble Road, May 5th at the Light of the World.